Welcome to Walking Together, a podcast all about encouraging each other as we follow Jesus together. I'm your host, Dennis Lavelle. Let's start walking. Well, the Christmas season is upon us. I love the nip in the air. I love seeing the lights on the Christmas trees. I don't necessarily like putting the lights on the tree because it seems no matter how hard I try to carefully wrap and put away the Christmas lights, when I drag them out next year, they're all a tangled mess. I mean, how does that happen, right? But I love seeing Christmas lights, and I just love light in general. And I'm not a big fan of the dark. I just don't see that well at night, and there's just a feeling of unsureness when everything is dark. And the birth of Jesus came at a time when spiritual darkness covered the land. The Jews had forgotten God's statutes, mainly because he went silent for 400 years. The temple had become a marketplace. The sacrifices were given out of obligation and tradition. They had nothing to do with an inner hunger to obey and offer to God out of gratitude. Let me ask you, have you ever had a time when God seemed far away? We sing the Christmas song, Silent Night, Holy Night, All is Calm, All is Bright. But what do you do when all is not calm, and what you're currently experiencing is anything but bright? You see, for God's people, it wasn't just a single silent night, but rather 400 years worth of silent nights. There was no word from God, no prophets from God, no scriptures written by God, no angels appearing, no visions, silence. 400 years of silent nights. And maybe you're in a silent night right now. Well, if you are, be encouraged because you're in the same situation that Joseph was in. He and Mary were engaged, about to be married. Then he gets the news. She's pregnant. And everyone she talked to She was probably telling them, hey, it's okay, because I've talked to an angel. But for Joseph, everything wasn't okay. And the Bible calls him a just man, a righteous man. And he was willing to divorce her quietly. He didn't want to bring shame on her publicly. He just wanted to end their marriage agreement in a gracious way. Then an angel came to Joseph and he said, Joseph, it is okay. Because this is bigger than you and Mary. Because God is going to use both of you to fulfill a prophecy that Isaiah wrote that said that a virgin would conceive and give birth to a son and you will call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And the name Emmanuel should be a great comfort to us. God with us. That means I can't go anywhere without him going with me. Everything I experience, he experiences too, because he is with me. So, if you're experiencing a silent night right now, maybe because of the death of a loved one, or you've been diagnosed with a serious illness, maybe you've lost your job, or maybe your car just won't start and you don't have the money to fix it. You see, it's in those silent nights that it's easy to think, and even convince ourselves that God isn't there and that he just doesn't care. But just remember this. Just because God is silent 
it doesn't mean that he's absent. And don't confuse the two. He's there, continuing to work in the background, molding you, shaping you, and loving you in and through the process. But never confuse or merge his silence with him being absent, because he's there. That's his promise. That's his name, Emmanuel, God with us. I encourage you to take time to read the Christmas story again, but this time, slowly. In Luke 2, verse 7, we read that Mary brought forth her firstborn and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now, I don't know about you, but those words, swaddling clothes, just stick out like a sore thumb. I mean, it's not just something you hear every day. But that phrase, swaddling clothes, literally means to clothe in strips of cloth. So, swaddling cloths, if you will. So then the question is, why? Why would Mary wrap Jesus in strips of cloth? Part of it, I'm sure, was to keep him warm. But this idea of wrapping an infant is still used in hospital nurseries today. As I understand it, it helps the baby transition from the womb, which is a very snug place, to the outside world. And there have been studies which show that swaddling or wrapping a baby helps them to sleep better. It also reduces the risk of SIDS, sudden infant death syndrome, and it keeps them from scratching themselves. But I believe these strips of cloth help us to see Jesus' purpose here on earth through a completely different lens. If you'll remember, the emperor made it mandatory that everyone go back to their homeland to register and to be taxed accordingly. So Joseph and Mary had to travel from Nazareth to Bethlehem, which was a journey of about 60 miles or 100 kilometers. And this path on which they had to walk was well known for attacks. Thieves would hide behind big rocks. You always had to watch out for sunstroke as well. You had to bring enough water and food. In short, it was just a very dangerous journey. So on a trip like this, it was custom for everyone to bring strips of cloth with them. These were, in fact, burial cloths. They were certainly not expensive pieces of cloth, but rather just pieces of ordinary fabric. You see, if someone found you dead on the road, the custom was to wind you up in those strips of cloth, then bury you. Well, why is that important? Well, when Jesus was born, Mary wound him in the only thing that they had with him, their burial cloths. And that was symbolic of foreshadowing of what would happen in the future. Literally, Jesus was born to die for our sin. And if you stop and think about it, John 3.16 describes in detail the reason Jesus came to earth. So let's break it down. For God so loved the world, that's Bethlehem, that he gave his only begotten son, that's the cross, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, and that's right now, but have eternal life. You see, that's our future with him, which starts the moment we accept his gift of salvation. His birth, life, and death were the personal expression of God's love for us. Fast forward in the storyline just a little bit 
you'll remember Joseph, Mary, and Jesus went to Egypt because the angel told Joseph to go there. Why? Because Herod was trying to find Jesus and kill him. Now, most Bible scholars believe Jesus is at least two years old at the time the wise men actually arrived to give him the gifts. I know, I know, it messes up your nativity scene in the front yard with the wise men not being at the birth. But think just for a second of the practicality of the gifts that the wise men brought. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. All very expensive gifts, all of which could be sold. Now stay with me here. Remember, Joseph, Mary, and Jesus are foreigners moving to and living in a foreign country. Joseph doesn't have a job, no source of income. They don't have a place to live. They don't have a way to feed themselves. We don't even know if Joseph or Mary could speak Egyptian for that matter. And I personally believe that those gifts, the gold, frankincense, and myrrh, were the tools that God used to sustain them during their time in Egypt, until he told them that it was safe to return home after King Herod died. You see, God is not only good, gracious, giving, and forgiving, but he also provides in a way that blows our mind. Now let me finish up by giving you a few lines from one of my favorite Christmas songs. It's not so well known, but the words are incredible. Listen carefully. Here, where the story seems to end, shepherds have honored him. Wise men have come and gone again. Here, where he waits for all mankind, you leave him every time. But this year, I'm praying that you will find that when Christmas goes away once more, life won't be the way it was before. For this joy can last beyond the holidays. Come find the Christ of Bethlehem. Open up your heart and let him in. So even though Christmas goes, Jesus stays. And that's my prayer for you, that when Christmas goes, when all the stuff gets boxed up until next year, that Jesus stays your number one focus in 2023, even in your silent nights. Well, thanks so much for joining me today. As always, I hope this has been an encouragement to you. Be encouraged. Even in your silent nights, we have his promise. We have his name, Emmanuel, God with us. He's not going anywhere. Stay encouraged. We'll see you next time. Music